In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Glory be to God on high, and on The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, you make this most holy night to shine with the brightness of your true light. Grant that as we have known the mysteries of that light on earth, we may also come to the fullness of his joys in heaven. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The first lesson for the Nativity of our Lord is written in the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 9. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as men rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, 
everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. The Lord has made known his salvation. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the The second lesson is written in St. Paul's letter to Titus, chapter 2. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age while we wait for the blessed hope the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Please stand. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the second chapter. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, 
and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. This is the Gospel of the Lord.
How unobtrusively and simply do those events take place on earth that are so heralded in heaven. On earth it happened this way. There was a poor young wife, Mary of Nazareth, among the lowest dwellers of the town, so little esteemed that none noticed the great wonder that she carried. She was silent, did not vaunt herself, but served her husband, who had no man or maid. The law of the census required that each householder must be present in his hometown at the time of the enrollment. Joseph was of the lineage of David and had to go to Bethlehem, the city of David. We can see how poor Joseph must have been, that he could not hire some old woman or neighbor to stay with Mary and look after her while he was gone. They both simply left the house. Perhaps they had a donkey for Mary to ride on, although the Gospels say nothing about it, and we may well believe that she went on foot. Think how she was treated in the inns on the way. She, who might well have been taken in a golden carriage with gorgeous equipage. How many great ladies and their daughters there were at that time, living in luxury, while the mother of God, on foot, in midwinter, trudged her way to cross the fields. How unequal it all was. Bad enough that a young bride, married only a year, could not have had her baby at Nazareth in her own house instead of making all that journey when heavy with child. How much worse, that when she arrived there was no room for her. The inn was full. No one would release a room to this pregnant woman. She had to go to a cow stall and there bring forth the maker of all creatures because nobody would give way. The birth was still more pitiable. No one regarded this young wife bringing forth her firstborn. No one took her condition to heart. No one noticed that in a strange place she had not the very least thing necessary in childbirth. There she was without preparation, no light, no fire, in the dead of night, in the thick darkness. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger. Why not in a cradle? or on a bench or on a board, because they had no cradle, bench, table, board, nor anything whatever except the manger of the oxen. That was the first throne of of this king. Those who say that Mary was not a real mother lose all joy. He was a true baby with flesh, blood, hands, and legs. He, He slept, cried, and did everything else that a baby does, except without sin. Let us then meditate upon the nativity just as we see it happening in our own babies. I would not have you contemplate the deity of Christ, the majesty of Christ, but rather his flesh. Look upon the baby, Jesus. Divinity may terrify man. Inexpressible majesty will crush him. That is why Christ took on our humanity, save for sin, that he should not terrify us, but rather with love and favor he should console and confirm. See Christ lying in the lap of his his young mother, still a virgin. What can be sweeter than the babe? What more lovely than the mother? Look at the child, knowing nothing. 
Yet all that is belongs to him. That your conscience should not fear, but take comfort in him. Doubt nothing. Watch him springing in the lap of the maiden. Laugh with him. Look upon this Lord of peace, and your spirit will be at peace. See how God invites you in so many ways. He places before you a babe with whom you may take refuge. You cannot fear him, for nothing is more appealing than a baby. Are you troubled and frightened? Then come to him, lying in the lap of the fairest and sweetest maid. You will see how great is the divine goodness which seeks above all else that you should not despair. Trust him. Trust him. Here is the child in whom there is salvation. To me there is no greater consolation given to mankind than this, that Christ became a man, a child, a baby, playing in the lap and at the breasts of his most gracious mother. Who is there whom this sight would not comfort? Now is overcome the power of sin, death, hell, conscience, and guilt. If you come to this gurgling babe and believe that he has come, not to judge you, but to save. Look at the shepherds. They were watching their flocks by night, and an angel came and made them apostles prophets, and children of God. Caiaphas, Herod, and the high priests were not deemed worthy. I would rather be one of those shepherds than the Pope should make me a saint or the emperor make me a king. The field was flooded with light, brilliant, dazzling, and the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. This joy is not just for Peter and Paul, not just for apostles, prophets, and martyrs, but for you. To you, God says, come, see the baby Jesus. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you, that is to us. For our sakes, he has taken flesh and blood from a woman, that his birth might become our birth. I too may boast that I am a son of Mary. This is the way to observe this feast, that Christ be formed in us. It's not enough that we should hear his story if the heart be closed. I must listen not to history, but to a gift. If I tell you that someone on a certain mountain peak has picked up a hundred gold pieces, you will say, what is that to me? But if you are the one who found it, you will be filled with joy. What is it to me if someone else has goods, honors, riches, and a pretty wife? That does not touch my heart. But if you hear that this child is yours, that takes root. And you no longer fear the world, the hunger, or the judgment of God. You become suddenly so strong that death and life are the same. The kingdom of Christ is the proclamation of peace and grace, as the angels sang that he should be the savior of the whole world to free his people and save them from their sins. That he has done and is still doing. He is not the sort of Lord who fights with the sword and has to do with civil government. Rather, 
He rules with the gracious preaching of peace. For that reason, he is called Jesus, meaning a Savior who helps his people to turn and be saved. This is how to understand the kingdom of our Lord, how to distinguish the spiritual and temporal realms. This Lord Christ does not build castles, towns, and villages like an emperor, king, or elector of Saxony, or even like me in my household. No, he saves his people from their sins. This is a fair, dear, and precious assurance to tormented and troubled consciences laden with sins. That to them and to all us, to us all, a child is born who will rule and vindicate, who will help and not destroy, murder, strangle, or kill. This is a great miracle that the shepherds should have believed this message. They might easily have said to themselves, are we shepherds worthy that the whole host of heaven should be marshaled for us and all the kings on earth and dwellers in Jerusalem should be passed by? I know I would have appealed to common sense and I would have said, who am I compared to God and angels and kings? It it is an illusion. But the Holy Spirit who preached through the angels caused the shepherds to believe. They were so strong in the faith that they were worthy to be spoken to by angels and to hear every angel in heaven singing a cantata just for them. This is a pure wonder that does not enter into the hearts of man. Our God begins with angels and ends with shepherds. Why does he do such preposterous things? He puts a babe in a manger. Our common sense revolts and says, could not God have saved the world some other way? I would not have sent an angel. I would have simply called the devil in and said, let my people go. The Christian faith is foolishness. It says that God can do anything and yet makes him so weak that either his son had no power and wisdom or else the whole story is made up. Surely, the God who in the beginning said, let there be light, let there be firmament, let the dried land appear, could have said to the devil, give me back my people, my Christians. God does not even send an angel to take the devil by the nose. He sends, as it were, an earthworm lying in weakness, helpless without his mother, and suffers him to be nailed to a cross. And then in his weakness and infirmity, he crunches the devil's back and alters the whole world. He suffered himself to be trodden under the foot of man and to be crucified, and through weakness he takes the power and the kingdom. Mary wrote all the things that had happened in her heart, meditated upon them, and thought to herself, this is wonderful news, that I am the mother of the child whom the angels call Lord. These thoughts sank so deeply into her heart that she would have held them, though the whole world were against her. When I die, I see nothing but sheer blackness, except for this light. Unto you is born this day a Savior. The Savior will help me when all else fails. When the heaven, the stars, and all creatures glower, I see nothing in earth and heaven but this child. This light should be so great in my eyes that I can say, Dear Mary, 
You have borne this child not for yourself alone. You are indeed his mother. But I have an even greater honor than yours as mother. Your honor is in bearing the body of this child, but my honor is this, that you have my, my treasure. And I know that no one, man or angel, who can help me as much as can this babe that you, dear Mary, hold in your lap. If, for the sake of this child, a man could count all gold and goods, all power and honor as blackness, if compared with this child, the stars in heaven and all the treasures of the earth were as nothing, then he would know the true use and fruit of the angel's message. Unto you is born this day a Savior. He is Christ the Lord. We stand. We join to confess the Christian faith using the Apostles or the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father.
Let us pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Almighty God, by the incarnation of your eternal Son, you you revealed that you are love. Give us true faith in Christ and his promise, that by his conception, virgin birth, holy life, sacrificial death, and victorious resurrection, our sins are forgiven and we are yours. Increase our love for one another, for as you abide in us, we abide in you, and your love is perfected in us. Fill us with joy and lead us to proclaim your glad tidings to all people. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, by his birth in human flesh, your dear son took his place in the family of Mary and Joseph. Bless the families of our church and our country, that men and women would live faithfully as husbands and wives, loving and caring for their children and nurturing them in the grace of baptism and all the truth of your word. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, by your gracious provision, you created your church to be your family, where, nurtured by your word and sacraments, all of us may find a home filled with sisters and brothers to care for us, love us, and increase our joy. Make of us a refuge for the weary, a family for the lonely, a safe place for those who are afraid, and a help to one another in all our burdens. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, guide and defend the President, Congress, and all who administer and judge our laws. Change the hearts of those who would lead us away from your justice and truth. Preserve in this land the freedom to serve you and lead us to be faithful citizens. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father, in love you declared us to be yours and promised to hear our prayers. Protect the police, fire personnel, and other emergency workers whose duty and service to us have called them away from their loved ones this night. Keep safe all who are traveling during this holiday time. Relieve the sufferings of your people and heal their diseases according to your mercy. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord Jesus, our Savior and brother, you feed us in body and soul. Give true faith in your word and promises to all who will receive your body and blood this night. Sustain your people in humble repentance and godly living. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good and right that we should at all times and in all places give you thanks, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Everlasting God. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, for in the mystery of the Word made flesh, you have given us a new revelation of your glory, that seeing you in the person of your Son, we may know and love those things which are not seen. 
Therefore, with all the saints on earth and hosts of heaven, we praise your holy name and join their glorious song. Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take eat, this is my body, which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Taught by our Lord and trusting his promises, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
when all was still and it was midnight, your eternal word, O Lord, descended from the Almighty throne to dwell among us. May we receive him in the peace of forgiven hearts and proclaim your gracious goodwill to all people on earth. For he is God with us, Emmanuel, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. May he who by his incarnation gathered things earthly and heavenly into one, fill us with such joy that comes with the knowledge of the forgiveness of sins and the hope of eternal life. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always.